1: All right. Back on the Dave Ellswick Show. I don't like when the 4th of July is in the middle of the week. It's not good. You know, you take that day off, and then it's like you don't want to go back to work the next day. I felt all day yesterday, I felt like it was
2: Saturday. You know, I went out with uh, my in-laws uh, on the lake, and I was thinking, oh, man, 4th of July on the lake is going to be terrible. There was no one out there. We were on Lake Washtaw. Really? I mean, it was. we were out there from like 10 o'clock in the morning to about 6 and it was clear for you know wakeboarding or I wonder why that was I mean I would have figured it had to be something with the midweek you know people not wanting to mess with it and get out there and hauling the the boat boat, yeah yeah. but man I tell you what it was uh yeah that midweek fourth of July thing is for the birds man
1: so how did it feel out there was it just burning up still
2: if you sat still long enough, yeah. The water was great. Uh, it felt good outside, and we were moving and shaking for most of the day. But, uh, yeah, you sit still long enough, you start to bake. I got a little bit of sun. Yeah, so.
1: last weekend, I went to uh, Hot Springs. I'm going to tell you what. It was hot, hot it's so out hot. there.
2: It's so hot.
1: And then I got to... It, it was an enjoyable day for me, though, because I went to the pancake shop. I love going to the pancake oh, so shop. Good. Great place to eat. And then as I'm walking back and walking up to the main drag there, they had the uh, Let's Get Rid of Ice rally that was going on. Oh, really? There, huh. Yeah, they had one of those going on. And it was amazing to me that everybody looked like they were a 60s throwback. <laughs> I swear to God, they were wearing the same clothes I was wearing you as a teenager. Thought you walked into some
2: movie set. Or something, I thought right? I it had walked
1: like... through some kind of time warp or yeah. something. It was weird.
2: Oh man, it was very you what, strange. I, you'd have to. it have to be a. I'd have to be very devoted to that cause to get out there and protest in a. Uh, well, all in the all twenty-five people were. Where the all twenty-five <laughs> people were. Man, I got off the plane uh, in Little Rock, and it just, man, it underscores the humidity here sometimes, because you're away for a while, you come back, just getting off the... Getting off the plane, or and the jetway breathing, there. And you start breathing pudding oh again. Oh, my gosh, man. It just <laughs> envelops you. It's terrible. Uh, so so I've been
1: talking about you th- yep. every Thursday since you've been gone. It's been a long time. Yeah, well, did Jamie tell you what I've been saying about you? No, no. Okay. I don't know. Maybe fifth, it's not a good thing. Fifth wedding anniversary, yeah. you take your wife to Italy for three weeks. That's right. Dude. Do you realize how high the bar is now? I know. What are you going to do on your 25th well, sh- wedding anniversary? Well
2: I, I'm, well, I think we're we're making sure to to make that the next big one because I think the <laughs> fifth is pretty much uh, that's that's taken all of our finances for the next 20 years. I think. But so was, you,
1: you tell us what was it like? I mean, where where did you fly into?
2: Well, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. We actually we flew into, and we've been planning this for a long time. We both wanted to do it, and we figured this would be the best time. But. uh we flew into Venice, spent a few days there, Cool. then down to Florence, uh, right. and then, then Reneday. and I figured you'd like this, a 1977 Alfa Romeo <laughs> Spider Convertible. Very cool. Very fun. It, you know, It was very hot over there, not as hot as it was here, but uh, those uh, old cars do not have air conditioning. No, no. So you sit long enough with that top down, you start to roast, but we had a blast. We went to Rada uh, in the Tuscany area uh-huh. and, and stayed and drove around, and that was probably the most fun part of the trip. Then we went down to the... Uh, Amalfi Coast for five days, yeah, and then back up to Rome and spend a few days there. I was going to say, off, so.
1: I was telling to Jamie, I said, if he doesn't go to Rome, I'm going to slap him while he's on <laughs> the air. It's, no, Rome is you know, fantastic. You got your your wife with you. Yeah, it is quote the city of love. Although Venice is it, is you right know, there it was with funny. it. funny.
2: We had a lot of friends uh, and a couple friends that have actually studied uh, over in Italy, and they said that oh, Venice is Venice is nice, but really go to Florence. So. We didn't spend as much time as we wanted in Venice, but we got there, and that place is just unbelievable. It was so much fun. We got away from the tourists, and uh, just they told – we had a friend over there, a photographer friend, who was like, just get lost. That's the most fun part about it. So we just put our phones up and just wandered around the city, and uh, it was so much fun. We had a blast. Did it stink? It didn't. I think we got there before, because we'd heard that, and it was it was fine. Um, but I think we got there before maybe all of that sets in or so, whatever. So, but, so maybe that was part of it, because we had a really good time there. But Rome, you're absolutely right. We, we wish we'd have spent more time in Rome. It was... Uh, just a magnificent city so much history and we had a blast it was so much fun
1: so as you get on the appian way and walk on it a little bit and check it all out over there? A,
2: a little bit but again we we spent probably three full days there and we should have spent another couple days but we uh we were both pretty exhausted by the time the trip was over but i bet was, you walked a lot we did oh my goodness especially in places like florence and venice and then in rome you know Malfi coast was nice because we kind of chilled out for a little bit they have some incredible beaches and we took a boat out for our anniversary that was the 22nd so it was it was really nice to get away and the most important thing though and we haven't done this uh, either of us in in our adult lives of just kind of checking out and uh falling off the grid for a little bit and i think perspective no
1: phone calls
2: no phone calls i didn't check email had a lot when i got back Um, but i've got a great staff and they were awesome to let me do that for your uh, assistant came reference. over one she day. She told me. She told me. What What what'd you think? She's very smart. She is very smart, yeah. Very smart
1: and uh, seems to have a lot going for her. She does. She She, does b- she made Jamie look bad. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just
2: kidding. No, we have a good staff, and, and they were kind enough to take on all that stuff and, and let me enjoy it, And but it was nice to have that perspective that there's, you know, sometimes you just gotta remember there's a lot more out there than, than what you're currently doing, and it gives you an opportunity to refresh and uh, charge your batteries, and so glad to be back. It was a lot of fun, but it's it's nice to be back in the swing of things. Okay, so
1: you're gone for three weeks. During that whole three-week period, how long did it, t- I'm, this serious question now, how long did it take you to re completely reconnect with your wife?
2: You know, I don't think too long, actually. We have a... Uh, that can be difficult it, Yeah, absolutely. And we're both very, very busy. And uh, and she's... I mean, there's been times in the last couple of months where she she's consistently gotten home after I do. And we, we work some long days. So it's... Um, it didn't take long. I think we were both just ready. We had some commitments beforehand that we were like, okay, we're not going to look at our phones. We're just going to enjoy the moment. Good. And, uh, and, and to look was, at each other. Right, right. And it was fun. We had... A great time, great restaurants, just exploring, and just the two of us. So we uh, we definitely needed it, and it was fun to, to do it and to have the time to do it, really. All
1: right. Best food that you had while you were over there?
2: Oh, man. Best food? That's hard. Uh, there is one place. It was called Gustavino, and mm-hmm. uh, we went there because they're supposed to have great lasagna, but we got there and had a great waiter, and he was like, all right, yeah, we have that, but we have some incredible Florentine steak, and it's been aged, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to pair it with that, and mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, probably... Probably the best meal I've I've ever had. Really? And then we found a little place uh in Amalfi. Uh we were just walking around and we found it and it was this little mom and pop restaurant, incredible. The the uh the granddad was our server, the uh the son was the host and uh mm-hmm. and the and his son, the grandkid, was the bus boy. So it was just kinda of fun cool. uh to take all that in. But man, I had some incredible pasta obviously when we were there lots uh, of good
1: wine i bet
2: lots of lots of great wine and just learning a, l- a lot about that i mean we have we have a lot of that in on the west coast and and throughout the united states but just to kind of sit down with these these families and really that's who well we went to one uh winery and they it's been in their family since like 1706 <laughs> uh, so they're just kind of you know talking about what they do how they do it and that's considered
1: it, so. a young winery and
2: that's considered a young winery yeah exactly so it was are we really, I mean, I, you know, it's hard to put into words. We had a blast, and it was good to just have that time together and to recharge our batteries. And But I think we were both uh, glad to get back, and, uh, uh, you know, after 16, 17 days, it's, uh, you get pretty worn out. But it now, was fun.
1: Now, Florence is really kind of an artsy community, isn't it? I it mean, is not it I mean, in their history, lots of textiles, lots mm-hmm. of painting went on there. Yeah. was it? Did it have that kind of vibe to it?
2: Yeah, it really did. We went randomly enough. We were there on a weekend where they had uh, ACDC. Uh, <laughs> and they had um, uh, oh my gosh, who else was? Uh, it was it was several. Uh, it was a it was a big festival, but we had no idea. So there was a ton of people um, coming into Florence for that. But yeah, you really get that vibe. I, I don't know much about just art and art history, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed learning about it, and you hear these names and. In uh, Michelangelo and things like that mm-hmm. you've heard and you know you know a little bit about, but just to hear the history and the personalities and how they got to, you know how they uh, worked on certain projects, it was very very interesting. We went to Vatican City in Rome, which was one of my highlights just the history and and seeing things up close was really really uh fun and uh but but yeah i just i, I think that's something i kind of took away from that was just uh, I, I enjoyed that aspect more than i thought i would um because i love history so when you really break down the arts into history and, and where they came from and the personalities uh, Raphael. there's a great story and i won't take up too much time but in vatican city where there were things going on in florence at the time where not a lot of the artists were being commissioned for mm-hmm. works because of the medici family and some things that were going on there so that the, is an
1: interesting family. They yes. are the people that basically ran all the money. Right.
2: Yeah, ran the, ran the city. Mm, uh, and they, the fact they is— Had you the know, big bank. Yeah, and they said that the, the, the turnover for new governments in Florence during that time were three or four months. Wow. You can't even do anything. But that's because the Medici family had the money, so they basically ran the they city. They ran the city, yes. But during that time, the pope at Vatican City, at, when they had incorporated Vatican City and said they wanted this to be a really—you know, just sort of the— uh the mecca and and we're going to make it really special and at the point they really created vatican city and said we're going to create new revenue streams and that is for the tourists to come in and take a look at what we're doing but at Mm -hmm. the time the pope was like we've got all these incredible artists in florence that aren't being commissioned for any work right now let's bring them all in and so during that time period You had Raphael working on the Pope's office at the same time that uh, Michelangelo over the four-year period was working on the Sistine Chapel. And so – and it was funny because Michelangelo – and I'm talking like I know anything about this. I'm regurgitating information. (laughs) But uh, he was one of those guys, very arrogant, didn't want to work with Mm -hmm. any staff. So he did everything on his own. Raphael had a staff, and and they worked on not just the office, but the entire, really sort of the entire part of the cathedral area. Um, But there was one night where Michelangelo does not want anyone to see anything that he works on until it's completed, including the Pope. Uh, But Raphael, of course, when he was taking a break, he walked over to the Sistine Chapel when Michelangelo wasn't there. He found out about it, got very upset, uh, wanted to fight Raphael, um, and then just didn't want to talk to the guy. So Raphael basically incorporated – Michelangelo into one of his uh, paintings in the office and sort of made fun of him about the fact that he couldn't get anything done on time because he right. did it by himself. And it was just a lot of that jabbing. That's the kind of stuff I love, just kind of seeing those personalities mix. Yeah, um, and, and you know, it was, and you know, Michelangelo would uh, would incorporate faces because it's that contemporary art where they would basically, the only way they knew how to you know paint a figure is with minds and faces in their head. Right. So if you you know upset uh Michelangelo, for any um, certain uh, issue or whatever was coming up, if you got into a fight with him, he would incorporate you, probably not in the most flattering light, into one of those uh, – That's pretty uh, cool. Yeah, and, and to, into one of his paintings. So you've got one uh, secretary for the pope who uh, did not get along well with Michelangelo, and, and he painted him – and I won't go into, it's pretty graphic, but some of it down, it was, it was the part of Hades in the altar uh, behind the, Uh-oh. not the Sistine Chapel ceiling, but when it depicts Hades, uh, you've got this snake wrapped around the guy uh, in, in certain you know uncomfortable parts there, and he mm-hmm. paints that guy's face on there with horns and everything else. And so <laughs> the secretary goes to the Pope and says, hey, look, this isn't right. He shouldn't have done this. You need to talk to him. And the Pope, knowing that you know he very well could be, yeah. <laughs> the next victim, correct? Told the guy he goes, well, that's Hades. That's not really my domain. <laughs> so I mean, those sort of stories are really that's a great. Story. Yeah, it really is. So it was it was a, um, educational, a lot of fun, um, but really relaxing. Did you so. see the
1: Sistine Tra- Chapel? All yes, years? unbelievable. Is it? As unbelievable as everybody says, it, it really
2: is, is. and we have focused so much on the creation of Adam, you know, yes. and that. But it's such a small. That's part. God touching Adam, the right. two fingers coming yeah. together. But you have, I mean, that thing is—I forget how long they call it. It's sixty feet high, and the altar behind is is incredible. Um, but the ceiling is—I mean, it depicts you know the line, the lineage of Jesus. Uh, it's got. Um, uh, the creation of Eve, uh, Noah, and Noah's Ark. Throughout, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's it really is incredible. It's to almost destroyed his health.
1: You know that. Oh, absolutely. Laying yeah. on his back all that time, up right next mm-hmm. to the ceiling.
2: Yeah, and the interesting part was it did take four years, but part of that four years was Michelangelo would not work on something unless he was paid. So the uh, the Pope and the smart Vatican, man. So basically would say, "Here's so much money." And he would finish it to that point, and then he'd leave and go back to Florence. <laughs> and then when they called him again, he'd come back and finish a little bit more. So, um, it really was, uh, fascinating. And to put it into perspective, too, of what these artists meant, meant to Florence and to Italy as a whole,
3: hey, yeah. Raphael
2: died at like 37, I had a pneumonia or something like that. But he was sort of looked at as people really appreciated Michelangelo and knew that he was talented. But Raphael was sort of like the, uh, uh it was the heartthrob, right? Like all the women loved, loved the Raphael. guy. And when the guy died, there were women in masses that committed suicide because of it. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's just so it just kind of talks about the how important they saw those individuals and and what they. They were the to, rock stars of yeah, their to day the, to the art culture anyway. So I, I've. That's about all I know about him. That's everything that people told me that I am now telling you.
1: (laughs) All right. We'll come back. J.R. Davis is our guest. He's back in town again. Good to have him back in the studio. Uh, We have several things that we want to talk about, but I got one more question for him when we come back about his uh, trip over to Italy. We'll do that in just a moment. I need to remind you, if you're thinking about claiming your Social Security benefits, you need to stop and think about it because it well, you could be on the verge of making a decision that is irreversible. It could cost you tens of thousands of dollars over the lifetime that you get your Social Security benefits. It used to be they figured somebody would be dead within about five years when they started taking Social Security. That's not the way it is any longer. Uh, Most of us will uh, take maybe up to 20 years of Social Security uh, benefits during that time. And If you make the wrong decision, it can uh, trigger an avalanche of taxes, double your Medicare premiums, and you can uh, try to avoid all of this by attending an educational maximizing Social Security class, which is coming up on Friday, a week from tomorrow, uh, July the 13th. David Lucas will be hosting it from the David Lucas Show. You hear him every Saturday, 10 and 3 on 101.1 The Answer The workshop makes claiming your benefits simple and easy. It's $18, includes a 34-page workbook called Maximizing Your Social Security Benefits. Now, seating is limited. What I understood, there's just like two or three seats still remaining to be filled. And so you need to call today, 501-653-6690. That's uh, 501-653-6690 or visit them online davidlucasfinancial.com. We continue J.R. Davis back in the studio spokesman for the governor's office. All right, last question. Whenever you travel somewhere else in the world, you always see something culturally that is absolutely unique. You never yeah. would see it in the United States. I can tell you I I can tell you story upon story upon story of that when I was over uh, along the Pacific Rim, when I was over mm-hmm. in, you know, um, South Korea or the Philippines or Guam or Japan, I mean, things that if it happened here, people would go, "Oh my God!" Yeah. Uh, not not there. It, it's just part of their. I mean, I've eaten dog before. That gives you a yeah. good example yeah. of what I'm yeah. what I'm saying. But how about you? What was something that you saw that you went, "Hmm, wouldn't see that home?"
2: Yeah. Well, there's actually probably a. a, a f- few things, but uh, one was when we were in Tuscany and we were driving around, and so that was an education in and of itself. Uh, The way Italians drive is (laughs) unbelievable to me. So, you know, we'll be on a straight stretch of highway and we're looking three or four times before we pass like one vehicle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, those small roads and and constant turns, uh, sharp turns in Tuscany people. I mean, you got these guys passing four or five cars around a corner, Mm -hmm. and and just no big deal. It's just the way they do it, man. And they just expect the car in the other lane that if they come around, they need to stop, move over, do something. So that was a a rude awakening, but it was uh, an education. And then the other part was, too, when you travel through those places, because Italy, Europe is just so old – you have all these castles, one-time castles, that are now communities. And it's not just for their tourist attractions, sure, but when you go over there and you uh, actually see uh, people living their everyday lives there in this castle, it's really kind of uh, astounding. We, we were watching one lady who was just hanging outside of a window doing her laundry. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> people that have lived there forever and probably their families have lived there forever. Uh, but on some weird notes – there were uh, first of all, Burger King, right? It's like a really big presence in Italy. It was so strange. We'd go to different transportation hubs and there it was, Burger King.
1: Did you stop into one to see if the menu was different?
2: <laughs> uh weirdly enough, we actually there was one next. We were waiting on a train and uh and and I was going up there. I was like, I'll get a coke or something. And uh, I was actually kind of dumbfounded that nobody there at the counter spoke any sort of English at all. And I was surprised that there was, you know, a lot of folks did. And so you're sitting there trying to order, and there is no have it your way in Italy. It's number one <laughs> through eight. So, um, so that was funny. But then, there, and then the weirdest thing, probably, we were in Burano. Seconds. I'll make it quick. We were in Burano, which is just a little island north of, of Venice. Uh, and this lady walked outside of her little abode there and, and walked over to the canal and just dumped her trash in the canal walked back in to her place i looked at my wife i was like is that, that a normal thing there so there's a lot of strange things that go in uh or that that happen over in italy here
1: all right we got 25 minutes left with jr davis the uh, governor's uh spokesman finish up that story that you were you're telling us about you were talking about burger king
2: oh oh you know, well i was just saying the the uh there's no have it your way in italy with burger king if you speak english okay you say <laughs> it's you just, just one through eight but the, the story i was telling was there was a, a little old lady who was just walked out of her house oh yeah Murano, through the trash yeah just had her trash in her hand and just walked out like it was just a normal day and dumped her trash in the water and we're just looking at it like uh all right i guess that's that's the way they do it turn around walk right back inside and so that was probably one of the weirder things that i saw but uh the venice canal water is very very different from the amalfi coast water amalfi was crystal clear blue unbelievable and then venice yeah not so much you don't want to fall in that water that's not so much yeah.
1: they clean that they when they do the, uh, the the travel logs and things of that nature they send out people to pick the trash up out of the canals before they shoot. I, I believe that. because it's nasty. Yeah.
2: yeah, it gets pretty gross.
1: Did you, did you go on a gondola? Did you ride around?
2: I did. We went on a gondola just because we felt like we needed to. We were did the there. guy sing? He didn't. Yeah, <laughs> our guy was not very entertaining. But we did. We ended up taking a uh, 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 just a private boat for about an hour, which was way more fun. They cover more ground, and, yeah. and that was. That was that was a lot of fun. So, but we did do the gondola just because kind of felt like we. Can you uh, tell
1: it sinking into the the canals?
2: You know, it was funny. It was it was. I actually looked for that obviously because that's one of the few things I knew. But uh, we talked to a friend who uh, lives there, and, and they were telling us that uh, you know during sort of the peak water that that the entire San Marco, the Piazza de San Marco over yeah. there, is just flooded, and they put these these uh, risers up for people to walk around. Um, but yeah, it floods quite often, and they're just sort of you know used to it, and it is what it is. So we we I guess we just caught it at the right time. You know, it, it no smells. It was beautiful. Well, I'm no glad flooding, so it was fun. If you're gonna pay that
1: much money to do something like that, the last you want to do yeah is go during the time that the one of the beautiful cities you want to visit stinks. Right, exactly. And you just don't want that to happen. Yeah, it was fun. All right, let's talk about Arkansas now. Let's talk about Arkansas. All right, uh, last week not, see. <laughs> felt like a weekend to me. It was Wednesday, Dave. It was yesterday. Uh, it was, uh, was it Tuesday that they had the meeting on uh, school uh, safety? Yes. Yep. What came out of it? What were some of the big things that we should know about?
2: Well, some of the big things that you should know about is, number one, uh, the School Safety Commission, they've been working since March 1, if you remember, the governor commissioned them then after the uh, Parkland shooting down in right. Florida to really take a look, and not as a knee-jerk reaction we've seen it in some other states, but this was really just, all right, let's 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 look at all the different schools. They traveled to schools all throughout the state, met with some that are in the urban areas, rural areas, uh, big, small, all in between, and came up with 19 recommendations, which you can find on the governor's website at governor.arkansas.gov, but... 19 recommendations. Uh, Part of it was that there needs to be more of a layered effect of security at schools, and that's whether, you know, if it's a retired military uh, personnel or a retired police officer, just to, you know, sort of that movement throughout the day, you know, walking across campus, just being seen, uh, I think, is is a deterrent. Uh, The other one is that there should be a uh, armed personnel, uh, school resource officer on every campus in the state. Uh, that's of course up to the school districts, and in some of the poorer school districts, uh, maybe it should be a commissioned uh, uh, staffer from the school, whether it's a, a coach or someone with the background, someone who's comfortable uh, carrying a firearm for that added protection. So that was one of them as well. But the really big thing that the governor mentioned Tuesday in that news conference was the mental health aspect. Uh, there's an act in 1991 signed into law in Arkansas that basically says school counselors should be counseling 75% of the time and then doing, you know, administrative work 25% of the time. I think that's out of balance. I think uh, our school counselors have have to spend more time on paperwork uh, than on our students and counseling and that's something we really need to address because given that time uh, to, to do the job that they're there to do, they can really catch some of these situations where some of these students are struggling and they are putting out signs uh, of maybe mental health, um, uh, an issue of mental health or just something that's going on in their lives that they can catch before it gets to this tragic point. So that was a big part of it. The governor did say that teachers should not be required to carry a firearm. This should be more of a voluntary deal and it should be up to the school districts. Um, and we did allocate at the beginning of this $300,000 dollars for, uh, you know, the study itself, um, but also for some training. The governor said he's going to look at some other ways that maybe we can um, provide some funding uh, to help with some of those school districts and training those uh, commissioned officers at the school. So, uh, again, this was just a preliminary report. The final one's due November 30th, but this is a really, really good look inside what Dr. May and uh, the commission has done over the last several months. Um, and it's a really thorough report. So I think um, parents can rest assured, teachers can rest assured, students can rest assured that we are going to put the best plan possible out there to make sure that we're keeping our students safe uh, at every turn uh, in any way possible.
1: All right. Now, I know that State Senator Trent Garner has been talking about this. I think uh, his is what safe something. I forget what the exact terminology he uses Uh, Was he there at this presentation? Has he offered any kind of input into this group?
2: uh he was at the uh news conference on Tuesday and uh, of course you know a big part of this there is some there there are some aspects of the recommendations that will need legislative support in 2019 mm-hmm. uh and uh, senator garner's been a great partner in that i know that this is something uh, near and dear to his heart as well with his background um so i think that just speaks to uh the importance of that relationship moving forward into 2019 with the executive branch and the legislative branch so again this is just sort of a snapshot of those recommendations and and what they've worked on over the last 3 4 months so
1: they're but, not in concrete yet that uh, for their presentation they're they're still working on them
2: they're still fine tuning some things i mean this is probably as as i would say as close to concrete as possible cuz they're they're very good recommendations but i think what's important for people to know that we're not we're not putting an unfunded mandate on these schools. Some of these things they already should be doing. um, And, and, uh, and I think we just need to get focused back on that. But if there are some issues with funding and that sort of thing, the governor wants to look and see what we can do to help provide some of that. But the most important thing throughout this whole entire, Work of the commission is to make sure that our students can go to uh, go to school and learn without the thought of a gunman coming into school and shooting the place up, and the same thing for teachers that they can teach, that they feel secure in that environment, and we can teach the next generation. So that's what's important. I think these nineteen recommendations are um, uh, a good pathway forward. Uh, the governor will look those over, review them, and on November thirtieth, when that final report's due, he'll um, accept the recommendations he thinks are worthwhile moving forward
1: okay is, is this supposed to be autonomous every school gets to they look at this report and they go you know we like one five seven you know they go down to the different points and and they so but they say this one this one and this one won't, wouldn't work at our campus uh, is that what we're looking at with this
2: Sure. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. There's going to be there's going to be a couple of things that we are really going to encourage these school districts to do, and that's whether it's a, a safety plan uh, or or having a, a um, I forget the a, a precise terminology, but basically having a group um, uh, of staff folks at those school districts that are meeting together, going over these security proposals, and that they'll have something um, online for. Uh, or something you know in a document f- that they can share with local law enforcement or the Department of Emergency Management, that sort of thing. So we can we know what to do in case of an emergency there at those schools. So rural, urban, um, but for the most part, yeah, they're going to be able to look at these recommendations or, or or see okay, we can do this, or or maybe we see the goal of this and this is how we can do it over here, sort of thing. Because it's it's not. It's not an one size fits all. These schools are very different. The staff sizes are very different and the student bodies are very different. Um, So we want to give them the absolute flexibility. But this is a guide. This is this is something the governor wanted to do to be able to provide um, the sort of the best practices. This is what you can do to make sure your students are safe and your teachers are safe and your faculty are safe. Uh, and, and some of that has to do with facilities as well, which we'll have to work on, uh, continue to work on through the 2019 legislative session as well. But there are things like you know, bulletproof glass, uh, single-point entries, things like that that we can better um, uh, secure our schools and have a better idea of who's coming in and who's coming out.
1: Okay, final question. Does this have to go to uh, the Arkansas Department of Education first? and then it would end up in the hands of the legislature at the beginning of next year for the laws to be fashioned and and put out? Or are they
2: involved in this discussion? Well, absolutely. Uh, Commissioner Key was at the – uh, news conference on Tuesday. And and so, I mean, in some ways, yes, some of those recommendations, for instance, the governor's already directed Commissioner Keto to take a look at the mental health aspect of things. That's something that ADE can immediately step into and mm-hmm. say, okay, what are our schools doing? How are they allocating their time to their counselors? Are they spending 75% of their time, which they should be? on counseling. That needs to be readily available to each student there. Yeah, uh, eyeball to eyeball. Absolutely. So that's part of it, and that's absolutely something that ADE will um, be a part of for sure. But then there's some other recommendations, too, that I'm sure can go straight to the legislature if need be, uh, and then some of them we can adopt um, without the legislators' uh, a legislature's approval. So it just depends on what that final proposal looks like uh, in november and then of course you know it gets about a month and a half before we get into the general assembly but obviously uh, you know senator garner other legislators i'm sure are working on some things as well but more importantly we want to be in lockstep with each other so we're doing what this entire commission was supposed to do and we are we're on that right path but that is to protect our our schools all right
1: jr davis governor spokesman in today We'll talk further with him and finish up our hour with him when we come back on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's finish up our hour with J.R. Davis. Uh, we're glad that he's back safely, glad that he had a fantastic anniversary trip and went over to Italy. Did you learn any dirty words while you are over
2: there? <laughs> No, it's I funny. I didn't know if they were yelling at you, yeah, that's Trump! The yeah, 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 governor asked me how my Italian is. I'm like, well, my English is certainly better. <laughs> uh, I think I picked up maybe two or three words. And, <laughs> that's funny. Um, but it was uh, it was a lot of fun, very refreshing, and uh, it was just good to get away with my wife for a little bit. Well, that's so, cool. Uninterrupted.
1: Glad that you had a great time. Glad that you and your wife got to get away for three weeks and, uh, you know, reconnect that's right that's a big deal that is yeah. a big it's hard it's a fast-paced world so to, it's hard away. to do sometimes to stay really connected when you're working your wife's working and both of your working jobs that uh, require so many hours of both of your time all right let, let's talk uh, about some other things that are, are are going on uh the governor had a uh, presser today and it was over a caterpillar what's going on a
2: yeah, it's a, another big jobs announcement um, and expansion over at Caterpillar. I can't get into the specifics of it. Um, uh, more of what they just announced around one thirty, but uh, you know, I think when you when you look at uh, the economy of Arkansas and how, and I really kind of put this in perspective how important an announcement like this is, is that you know, the governor, we we always call him sort of the jobs governor. That's been his focus uh, in the last three and a half four years. Um, but it's important that when you have Uh, that you consistently have new jobs that are being created in the state of Arkansas because that's going to go up and down. You're going to have job creation. You're going to have jobs that are lost. So it's important that we continue not to rest on what we've done but to continue to push forward and create that environment in Arkansas that businesses that are already here like Caterpillar feel confident that they can continue to expand, bring on new employees, um, and and invest back into – Uh, The state of Arkansas. So that's what the governor constantly preaches. And over the last three weeks, really while I was gone, uh, there were a a lot of jobs announcements uh, throughout the state. And so it's always fun to see that, especially in in the summer uh, where you start seeing those, uh, there's not much else going on. So those sort of get more um, press. press. And and it's really great to see that uh, we're really developing a strong culture. Uh, for businesses here in the state that they can feel confident enough to reinvest in the communities into their employers or excuse me into their employees uh and create new jobs and expand and for every direct job, you know you have two to three indirect jobs, so it's it's a very big deal here in north Little Rock um but we've we've had certainly a good number of announcements in the last three weeks, and we'll continue to do so. so
1: yeah, I saw a really cool meme the other day on Facebook. It was a picture of it looked i think. It was either a Mercedes or BMW, and the picture said uh, a person came up as I was getting out of my car and said, wow, that's a nice car. wonder how many people you could have fed uh, with that money. And he said he looked at him and said, funny that you should ask. Uh, All the people who worked to put this car together make enough money to take care of their family. All the people that made the parts that they use in this car make the money response. to take care of their families. Yeah. And he, he named about five different things. And that's what people don't get about capitalism. Yeah. And what makes it the best type of system for people to to work
2: under. Absolutely. Yeah, that's I, a great I response. thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: thought, I thought it was really, really good. Okay, breaking news. Uh, this just coming out, uh, Fox is committed to this story as has CBS and ABC, uh, in battle EPA chief Scott Pruitt has resigned and his deputy has taken over. I guess the, uh, straw that broke camel's back. I was just looking up and they were, well, they're talking about it still here on Fox news is that Pruitt said something to his staff about helping to find his wife, a two hundred thousand dollar mm. a year job. See, yeah, too long in the swamp makes you act stupid. And uh, I know that his assistant is in there. I don't know if they'll go out and, and and go hunting again. But if they do, I gotta believe that our attorney general, they might be coming around and talking to her again because they talked to yeah. to Leslie. Uh, in fact, there was a a pretty good. Uh, Thump going out there along the uh, uh, rumor mill that uh, she was going to get the gig, and yeah. then all of a sudden Pruitt became the the, the soup de jour, so to speak, yeah. and he got it.
2: Yeah, and we've had we've had a uh, a little bit of a uh, of a you know rest i guess you should just can say about arkansans and and washington leaving to washington recently yeah but you gotta remember right when you know when trump was elected and sworn into office i mean arkansas has been right in the middle of it yeah i think it speaks volumes to the sort of people we have here in the state uh and in leadership positions and i think you're going to continue to see arkansas uh being vetted for for certain positions in the trump administration i saw
1: a picture that uh, judd Deere took he's showed him walking out of the White House, which I thought was pretty cool uh, judge's
2: doing a great job and and um, uh, I, I, he was so kind of uh, Robert Morey is the governor's uh, campaign manager and uh, several months back. Uh, he was kind enough to take us into a tour of, of parts of the, the White House and the West Wing, and, and that was so nice of Judd. I mean, the guy's, I can't imagine his schedule. He's the director over state communications, yeah. so everything in every state uh, Judd has a hand in as far as communications go, so uh, very, very busy, but man, it's it's nice to see guys go up there, be successful, but not forget where they came from and, and still be kind to us little folks, so okay. it's nice.
1: All right. So the other story that's uh, developing and bubbling right now is this guy who yesterday assaulted a teenager, sixteen-year-old teenager, and a friend in a Whataburger mm. because he was wearing a MAGA hat, uh, threw a soda in this kid's face, and uh, this was a big man, not not a small guy. Yeah. I'm not talking fat big. I'm talking just big. Yeah. Big guy well, guy. well worked out and. Looked, uh, you know, Hispanic, and was uh, kind of uh, how? How shall we say? He assaulted this kid, and uh, we heard that so uh, he was part-time bartender there, fired him when they saw it on the internet, and just uh, breaking the San Antonio police say they have identified him. They won't say who it is, but he will be arrested for assault. And, and only and only right. I'm I'm just saying. This is, this is the kind of reverberations you get when you get people like uh, Congresswoman uh, Maxine Waters saying that anybody or anything about Trump should be challenged yeah and, in public
2: well and it's a contradiction of what some of the democrats have been saying for the last two years you know and, and they're literally doing the exact same things they're saying that they don't want this administration to do and yes that's the bullying tactics and at the end of the day whether it's secretary nielsen at homeland security or uh, sarah huckabee sanders who they have a job to do they mm-hmm. do their job well and they're qualified so if you disagree with the philosophy or how they want to do things that's one thing that's what politics is for you you, you know you you try to change the landscape through a elections. But you don't sit there and harass people for wanting to go out and get a meal or wearing a hat, just minding their own business at a Whataburger. Uh, I mean, I think that to me is the scariest part about all of this. And when you have someone who people are supposed to trust, they're elected officials. So when you have someone like uh, Maxine Waters out there telling people to basically uh, harass and get in the face and and be violent uh, towards uh, people you disagree with, I mean, what kind of lesson are we teaching uh, you know, the next generation. Yeah, anybody. And, and anybody. It's just, it's sad, it's scary, uh, and I think it's just a direct contradiction for what Democrats have been screaming about for the last two years. Well, you
1: know, when I say to Maxine and I say to everybody else that feels this way, let me just remind you what I always say on my show. Elections have consequences. Absolutely. It's the same thing about Trump is going to name his uh, second nominee to the Supreme Court on Monday elections have consequences bottom line right on the way it works thanks for coming in jr glad to have you back back having your feet on home soil again you know as, as much as it is fun to be away from the country and see different cultures uh, it is so much more fun to be back home.
2: And I say this with i, I mean, with—with with every bit of my heart is that there's no place like Arkansas. I love the state, and it's always good to be back home.
1: All right. We'll see you again Thanks, next Dave. Thursday here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. Back with you as we move into uh, the second hour of the Dave Ellswick Show for a day after the Fourth of July, which has just totally screwed up my, my whole timing in my head. Because it feels like I just came off of the weekend, mm-hmm. and I don't it, – it's weird. It was like yesterday was Saturday all over again, you know, and, and then I got – woke up this morning, I go, man, I got to go to work today. Mm-hmm. And then I come to work, and it, it, the time is just – it's – it's the the rhythm of the day has been all off today. Has just been yeah. all off today, Shirley?
3: Well, um, I didn't have fun, like – but I – Told him when we were talking outside um before we came on i vacuumed and i made a hamburger helper and i just did like stuff you would do on a saturday i guess so it wasn't exciting so my no i was actually excited to come today <laughs> so what did
1: your what did your daughter think about this
3: well she was the one that won the hamburger helper i had a, a ramen noodle i don't ever cook but when i do it's really really good <laughs> even i can make ramen noodles like fire i'm like can i have secrets
4: yeah okay. I, I do Those my own thing, different.
3: but. You know it, whether it's spaghetti or chicken spaghetti like whatever i do it's phenomenal it i just good. don't do it yeah and she was wanting ramen noodles so i made those and i vacuumed for like two hours watched the dog beds like it was really it was a good day it's productive but I, it literally was i mean and then i made hamburger helper. she loved it did you guys so was, go
1: to the fireworks
3: no she didn't want to go she didn't want to go and you know we're in mountain view now so we thought about going to Batesville because um, they have really good fireworks. I don't know if y'all have ever been no, They like, shoot them over the white the mountain there? Is. Yeah, they shoot them on the White River. Yeah. Um, but that's like 45 minutes, and then she, did, she just didn't want to... We've been in the car. My mom's been in the hospital, so, yeah. I didn't she's know like, that. Yeah, is she okay? I'll tell you about it a little bit later, but yeah. Noelle, we hope so. But yeah, she right now she is, yeah. So she's... Majo's been in the car a lot. We've been going back and forth to Batesville, so...
1: So are you like fixing dinner for your dad every night too? well it was for him too because he was gonna cook
3: it when he got home <laughs> you, and i thought he joe well, doesn't it be probably nice? doesn't cook very no, often no he actually does, oh, does he? okay nobody else will cook me and my mom will not cook so but i did last night i felt bad for him so and my joe was hungry early and he likes to wait till like eight o'clock to eat so mm-hmm. yeah i cooked for both of them and they liked it Nice. I ate it, too. it was really good.
1: Was well, good. if you eat your own cooking, it must <laughs> yeah. be good. That's yeah. all I'll say yeah. about yeah. that. Yesterday, I made 10 pounds of ribs. Wow. Oh, wow. Well,
3: I thought about you. And they I were didn't good. have watermelon either.
1: And I had watermelon. I knew you. I knew it. I went out and bought my watermelon Hollenbaum Farms on Hollenbaum. Sunday and brought it home. And I told everybody I'm not going to, to uh, cut it until Wednesday. And I knew it was going to be really good yesterday because i took the knife and i put the blade on it and i hit it to make the initial cut in it yeah and it cracked yeah from the, the knife all the way halfway around oh wow and that's when you know oh, it's right mm-hmm. do
3: you put salt on your uh, salt yes i it? do oh i do too the I'm, more salt uh, yes, the better brings yes. out the sweet oh my god
1: you saying this the way it works i, I want salt it so my, bad <laughs> you know i salt my uh, cantaloupe too
3: oh yeah see i'm not my dad loves cantaloupe i'm not a fan i like both
1: of them I like melons. I'm a big melon, melon kind of guy. guy. Yeah. So I like uh, when you get into summer and the melons are out, mm-hmm. I'll eat my weight in them. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Um, I usually, I prepare it, you get the two halves, and then I yeah. get an ice cream scoop, and I scoop it out. Oh, in, is in in, Watermelon? Just like balls. Right. Throw it in a big bowl, and That's then put idea. a top on it and slide it into, in the uh, refrigerator so it stays cold, and then when I go out and do my walks and... You know, I do like two miles a day, and I get done walking. And you're thirsty, and you're tired, and you're hot. There is nothing like having a big old bowl of ice cold oh, no, watermelon I'm so right, right for you. Yeah, Ugh, it's good. It's better than drinking a glass of water. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got people say, I "Have a glass of water." I'm having it out of my <laughs> water. I'm <laughs> There's having. There's a lot of water. Water. Yeah. watermelon. Yeah. All right, yeah. <laughs> it makes it. Also, here in the studio, I told everybody about this during the. Uh, Uh, promo for today uh, ran all day yesterday is that uh, state uh, uh, representative stephen meeks is here we were we've been trying to get this together and and do this Uh, the last time he's supposed to be on i got an intestinal uh, infection and spent most of my time praying to the, the the porcelain god And so uh, we called it off and we set up next time and this is the next time and it's good to have him here. Good to be here. We tried to do it a little earlier than this, but he was out on vacation. Imagine that. Yeah. Going out on uh, a, you know, the reason that he can go out on a a vacation like Mm -mm. that, because this man believes in going out and paying and catching up on all his debt. How many Mm -hmm. years you've been uh, uh, delivering pizzas? Uh, Two and a half two and a half years mm-hmm. yep you're just about out of debt now
5: oh uh, yeah yeah the only debt i've got right now is just my house gotta wow. love that where do yep. you deliver pizzas conway
3: in conway mm-hmm. is it is it a certain restaurant yeah, you, or yeah. is it your restaurant or no 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 no, you no, work no, for?
5: Okay. no no i work for papa john's as a pizza delivery oh, driver i love their pizza yeah well wow. i figure if i'm going to work for one of i'm going to work for Man. yeah the one i like the most and uh know. do you I have sh- one of those little lit signs that you put up on the oh, top yeah. of your car yeah and actually mm-hmm. track us the, the, the days of the hot rod pizza delivery guy are over there. i yeah. know yeah they oh, they really? track oh yeah they, they uh oh, man. track our location anymore. And, and, you know I make sure know. we're doing the speed limit and don't corner too fast and, yeah see they
1: can't yeah. used to be they say we'll have your pizza, pizza. to you <laughs> yeah. in 10 minutes yeah. yeah and i used to deliver pizzas then mm-hmm. And man you'd put your pizzas for in for the car in in florida stay yeah. out of the way no, yeah. Yeah. we're going to get there because uh, the, the business going to lose money yep you know because they started like 50 percent off and stuff like oh, that oh yeah it's crazy yeah. it's crazy and then after a couple of pizza delivery guys who didn't know how to drive ran into people yep. yeah they yeah. decided to, to, yeah, to the tell them, gotta the stop that yeah the risk yeah i bet you i bet you paying for your car insurance for them was expensive because they have to insure you as well. Oh, yeah. So it's, just, yep. it's just oh, a guy that it got yep. expensive. Mm-hmm. I did uh, not Papa John. What was I doing? I was doing Little Caesars. That's oh, what I did. They're oh, okay. crazy bread. Yeah, yep. Little Papa Caesar's. John's
3: my favorite pizza. And then, well, Shotgun Dan's probably my favorite. But if we're talking like, <laughs> to, you know, there are, or yeah, whatever. Same, yeah. there yeah. is a
1: lot of pizza places. But crazy yeah. bread at Little Caesars. I, I have two. Oh my gosh, I, I and I flip flop. Mm-hmm. I go by the coupon. Um, I'm going to be honest, yep. to everybody. I <laughs> go who's got the yep. best deal, right? It's either Papa John because mm-hmm. I think their sauce is the best. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, nice and sweet. It's really good. But I like Marcos as well. Mm-hmm. I haven't had Marcos. They're one of the fastest growing uh, pizza places now out there. I believe it. They're blowing up big mm-hmm. time all I've over heard the place. Of them, but I haven't oh, they're, had good. Good. Yep. They're, they're good. It's good. They're
3: good. Are they yeah. in North Little Rock now
1: too? Or uh, they probably are, okay. they got you know, I order from Cabot. Oh yeah, okay. And then I order from Papa Johns and Cabot, yeah, so
3: yeah, well, where when I, like I go. In Sherwood, I've always got the Papa Johns. They were on JFK. Mm-hmm. I guess they still are.
1: Because I was hoping last night that uh, the guy from the Yankees would hit a grand slam because Papa Johns, if somebody hits a grand slam in the ball game mm-hmm. that's showing on major League uh, baseball channel. They, you can get a free pizza from papa john's oh really yeah yeah oh, it's pretty good to, i forget how many they've given away this year though it's been oh, they a lot get a certain right. amount oh well, it's been there. a lot yeah there's, oh, there's, wow there's a ton of i can you imagine oh. if you're watching the yankees and they hit a grand slam how many new yorkers yeah might yeah. want a free pizza yeah that's a lot that's of pizza game. yeah that's a lot of pizza i mean, I mean so there's, there's no down.
3: limit like first 100 are free or no free. It's, like it's, it's just any, it's
1: free. anybody who wants a pizza it's free <sighs> wow that that's expensive. an incredible yeah. deal yeah, yeah but you gotta be watching mlb because that's the only way you'll even know it no usually. they did yeah. it yeah yeah oh i see yeah yeah you know? and there's some way that you prove i think they throw a word up or something oh, so that you okay. get it right. it's kind of a secret word because you, right. right. you could be watching the pay channel or something and and get it Of
3: course, all I gotta do. Then I'm, I'm, just I'm sitting on here looking. I'm and sitting here
1: and, and, and looking at State Representative Meeks, and he's going, "Dave, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> it's your show, man." Yeah. And, well, and
5: and you don't own, own Papa John, no. so you don't care. You just delivered a pizza, <laughs> but you know, uh, uh, kind of getting to a political. When I look at the pizzas, think about the capitalistic. Uh, principles that are behind did, that. Did you hear me talking I mean, about
1: that just a moment ago? No. Huh? Guy put a meme up on um, Facebook, and and I don't know if it really happened. He mm-hmm. Guy could have just made up the story, but he drives either a BMW or a Mercedes, and he was getting out of his car, and a person was walking by and looked and said, do you know how many people you could have fed with the money you paid for that? And he mm-hmm. says, well, yeah, you're right, but you know what? I do know that the people who put this car together, all of them... Can probably afford to take care of their families and Mm -hmm. can, um, you know, they make a good living. And the people who made the parts that they use to make this car Mm -hmm. make a good living. Mm -hmm. And he just went down the list because, see, that's what capitalism is all about. It's the way it works. And it's not about one time you can feed somebody, somebody can take care of their whole family for as long as they they work there. That's why I love
5: capitalism yeah. or as
1: my sign says i heart capitalism yeah yeah well i
5: mean you've got the tomato growers you got the grain growers you've got the you got the spice go. growers you got the growers for all the toppings that stuff then gets delivered to the restaurant and you got the people who put it together the people who deliver it i mean there's probably hundreds of people involved in getting that pizza to you and you can have it for less than seven bucks I mean, yeah that's that that's capitalism yeah that's, and that's a good cheap. thing
3: yeah that's that's
5: a good thing and let
1: me just say if you deliver pizzas you can do pretty good for mm-hmm. yourself oh yeah
3: Yep. Well, you know, in the frozen pizza have worse, come the so weather, far, the better. they're <laughs> so good yep. that I feel like it's driven the cost down to pizzas yep. a lot. Cause I mean, they, I mean, really, well, they, competition seems yep. like the the pizza prices and the pizza places mm-hmm. just gone down over the years, stood up, which is not really typical. And they're things.
1: all competing against each and other. And they're competing yep. against each other. And, I then, love and that. then you got yep.
3: Walmart, you know, making their specialty pizzas now. That you, yep. I mean, they're good. Sam and, Sam's, you know, and, they, and yeah. everybody. I mean, yeah, yep. you can go buy a great big pizza, Andy's or Tony or whatever. What's the
1: one that you buy? You go and they make it for you, and then you take it home and you cook it. What's that place called? It's a pizza place. Yeah,
5: Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah, I can't remember remember what the name of of it
1: is. But but enough. I don't want to cut into the the uh, yeah the representatives' uh, take here going around. People people still tipping pretty
5: good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I usually figure three to five bucks. Yeah, three to five bucks is usually pretty good. Uh, uh, I was uh, worked Tuesday night and I had like three people that gave no tip whatsoever, and then the other tips I got most of them were in the three to five dollar range. It's not bad. Uh, no, I mean every once in a while I get a ten dollar tip, which is always nice. But yeah, but uh, if you go three to out, five. Is usually how, many, about. how
1: many? How many? How many range do you figure you make in a typical night?
5: Uh, a typical night. Uh, usually 15 or so 15 yeah i usually make
1: 15 or 20 so you figure you get a three to five dollar yeah. tip and you mm-hmm. run 20 the minimum i was figuring i'm gonna make 60 plus right. i'm making yeah. minimum wage, wage yep. on the hour so i'm making pretty you know I'm probably, yeah. I'm, you're making yeah. pretty good jack yeah. doing that yeah. you can okay. add you can yeah. you throw that in a in a pickle jar mm-hmm. every night
5: Pretty good, yeah, yeah. That's an extra, you know, five six hundred dollars a month, and you know, mm-hmm. sometimes more. Yep, who wouldn't like an extra five six thousand dollars a year? You better
1: six, believe yep. that. Yeah. I believe that with all my heart. All right, twenty minutes after three. Let's take a break. Shelley's here. Uh, Elizabeth is not here today. She'll be back with us next Thursday. But our special guest in the studio is State Representative Stephen Meeks. Got a couple of things to talk to him about. First, are you looking forward to getting? Um, chipped we'll explain that to you when we come back and what about broadband in arkansas how do we bring the state into the 21st century we'll talk about that as well and if to talk about it you talk to this man because i bet he knows more about it than anybody in the house or the senate we'll talk more about it here when we come back on the dave Ellswick show all right so if you're watching on our facebook live broadcast you just saw me yawn and yeah, I stayed up late last night. I was watching baseball. I mean, what is better on the 4th of July than having barbecue, talking to your family about how free they are and why, and then watching baseball? Yeah. I mean, there baseball is about as American as you can get. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, uh, I'll tell you, give you some other information you can use. Aero Plumbing. Uh, These are the guys that I've used uh, for years now. I have been talking about them, and Earl Donaldson, the owner of Arrow Plumbing now for uh, since about 2004, so about 14 years. And they do the job, and they do it right. They've got the trained plumbers, master plumbers. They've got the mechanical technology. So, for instance, they don't have to dig up your parking lot if you have a a leak under the parking lot on, on you know, something coming, bringing you water in or whatever, they can burrow under your parking lot, leave your parking lot in perfect shape and fix it. Or if it's at your home, they don't have to dig up, ladies, your flower bed uh, to get in there and fix. They can go underneath the flower bed and, and fix it. They don't have to, you know, dig up your, your slab either, which can be a real hassle uh, on top of that. Plus, they got all the guarantees that you could ever ask for. How about this one? If you're not 100% satisfied with the service they've provided you, they will refund all your money. No ifs, ands, or buts. If the plumber swears in your home, doesn't wear the shoe color uh, covers, or you find out they were not drug tested, you don't pay for the service either. And if a repair fails in the first year, they'll repair it again At no charge. That's what you get from Aero Plumbing. That's why Earl has made Aero Plumbing the preeminent plumbing uh, plumbing business here in central Arkansas. Two use. I highly recommend them to you. That's Aero Plumbing. uh, To find out all their contact information, uh, Google Aero Plumbing or go to aeroplumbing.net. All right, so let's talk with the uh, state representative, Stephen Meeks.
5: Chippin' people. Mm -hmm. All right, explain what chipping is all about. Um, this is uh, basically a technology that's evolved from uh, animals. Most people are probably familiar with uh, animals being chipped that way. If they are, are lost, they can easily be identified and located. That technology is probably no surprise. Is starting to migrate over into uh, humans, uh, more so in other countries, but it uh, is uh, going to slowly start making its way here. In uh, the United
1: States when it yep.
5: started, wasn't it to put in into kids? For a
1: kid that was abducted, you could find them? yeah but the bad side of it was is that when it came out that people were chipping their kids right the people who were were scounding with the kids Mm -hmm. started cutting body parts off right and throw them away that had to chip in them so it had a
5: a real dark side too right well it's like any technology sure be used for good or bad that's Um, correct yep Um, but the whole idea behind uh is right now um and most people are familiar with swipe cards to get into buildings. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, implants they're using is something called uh, near-field technology. So it's not something that someone's going to be three feet away from you in a restaurant and be able to detect it. You've got to be within one or two inches of the reader in order for it to, to read the ID that's on that little uh, rice size. uh chip basically it's basically it looks like a little piece of rice it goes between the thumb and the forefinger uh the little web part there and it basically right now replaces your swipe card so if you need to get in your office building you just wave your hand over the reader and it lets you in uh, over in sweden they've started experimenting on some of their public transportation instead of coins or uh credit card to ride the the train you just swipe your hand over the reader it reads and has your information and you get on the the train for free And, um, you know, a lot of times with technology, we're typically playing catch-up when it comes to laws and ethics. And uh, on this one, I know it's coming, so I want to try to get ahead of it. So I'm looking at actual legislation for the 2019 session. Because right now, there's one or two companies up north that have started experimenting with this. And it's optional. Uh, As an employee, you can choose to get these implants or or not. And for a lot of people, it's a convenience. Um, It is... Uh, you know, one less thing to have to worry about, and, you know, it's neat new technology, and so a lot of folks have, ha, are adopting it that are giving the, given the opportunity. Uh, but is it going to come to a time where your employer comes to you and says, you have to do this or else you lose your employment? Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens when you leave that job? Who's responsible for that chip? Uh, yeah, uh, do you get to keep it and they just turn it
1: off, or do you got to go in and have it, have it Program, and take, yeah. It, yeah. take it away
5: so, from it? Right. Right and they're they're exceptionally safe but if you're that you know one tenth of one percent that gets an infection and it causes who's responsible for that and uh, so i'm looking at passing legislation that would um, uh, provide protection for workers saying that uh, you can voluntarily accept these if they're offered to you but you cannot force be forced to accept this if you are object to it Uh, you know and i see you know, even going could for, object on a religious. Ground. Sure, a lot exactly. of people would think yeah. no, mark, mark the, the beast. beast you know. sure I mean. yeah. The, yeah, well, that's exactly where I'm kind of going with this. Is now you can walk into uh, your favorite convenience store and you've got your cell phone and you tap it against the card yeah. reader. Well, imagine instead of your cell phone having that chip implant, and now you don't have to carry a wallet or anything. And when it's time to pay, you just slide your your hand over it, uh, and. You know, we go out 20 or 30 years, and, you know, if you're a Visa and you've got everybody who's got these little chips in, that little piece of plastic starts becoming more expensive to make, manufacture, and to handle. Get rid of we're it. Kind of get rid of it, and now you've got a choice. You either go with our little cheap microchip that, uh, you Or know, you uh, go uh, yeah. along with not having it in our all. credit card.
3: I got to put, like, yeah. okay, if somebody's trying to, like, say that we were doing mm-hmm. this here, yeah. like they're doing in Sweden now, you said – um. Like say you know you have your debit cards a Visa mm-hmm. but then like you have a Mastercard credit right. card how do you know I mean which one you're using when you slide your hand like
5: well it's kind of like right now on your phone you you choose which account well the well, way I would see it being done of course who oh. knows? but you slide your hand over the scanner and the scanner says do you want this to come from your bank account I, your Visa card okay. your Mastercard and it whatever picks accounts everything up under, yeah. oh whatever oh, accounts okay. you have registered oh, with that no
1: yeah. right. so we'll talk more about this when we come back and I'll let you call in. If you uh, want to weigh in on it, eight two three zero nine six five and broadband. We'll talk about it next after the news on the Dave Ellswick show. All right, back with you. I was just talking about a commercial I saw on TV over the weekend uh, for Time Life. Everybody's familiar with you know they can buy you can buy music, great country artists and all that kind of stuff. They've got a thirteen disc set for the Three Stooges. And my kids are always saying, "Well, what do you want for Christmas, Dad?" You know, and then I end up with socks or something. <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask them for that. There you go. Get me that. Get me that. I'd love to have it. And then none of you will get to watch anything on TV ever, ever. again because yeah, I will have those playing. <laughs> 24-7. Like I said, the I movie is
3: really funny. The, the
1: movie? Yeah, you
3: know, I think it was, it 10 years old or 12 yeah. maybe even? And uh, But I, I had not seen it until you gave it for my job one year. I think it was like when she turned, she's almost 11 now. She's probably like 6, 7. Mm-hmm. And she asked, she asked for it, and so you got her that for her birthday. And we watched it probably four or five times. Oh, like, it's great. The three stooges even. are yeah.
1: hilarious. And I was just going to talk about my f- disorder in the court is one of my favorite ones. Mm. Uh, and then I have specific scenes out of different ones that I like, like the one where Curly Joe is in the diner and having the clam chowder, and the clam keeps squirting milk up. Him, oh, right, right, and right. He, he gets a cracker, and he puts a string around it, and he throws it into the bowl, and he's trying to fish for it, Ow, and right. it grabs it and pulls him face first into the bowl. and say, Just hilarious Eish. stuff. Yeah. But uh, the one where there are Union soldiers... And they end up on um, at a house, and they're making um, flatjacks, and somehow these little pillows get mixed up into the flatjacks. Oh, Lord! And and Mo and and Larry and Curly are trying to eat pillows, (laughs) and and they're they're working it, man, as hard Mm -hmm. as they can. They're trying to eat it, and you know they're doing this.
4: Yeah, (laughs) they got their
1: hands on top of their head, under their chin, like they're trying to chew it, and then they start coughing. And they start coughing feathers. feathers everywhere. Oh, I, don't, I haven't seen that It one. is hilarious. Yeah. It, I watch the three Stooges when I'm in a bad mood, <laughs> and then I'll be in a good mood in very short order. They're just very, very funny guys. Hey, by the way, uh, here's some r- other good news for you. If you want a career working outdoors, serving your community, uh, then I want you to think about this. If you're detail-oriented, you strive to do the right thing, if you want a career with a leading company and can work with your hands... And you get along out in the outdoors, no problem. Then you need to join up with PI Roofing Home Solutions. They are hiring people now. They don't do this very often, but they're looking, they are expanding. So they're looking for people to uh, uh, be part of their business. They're expanding their operations department so they can better serve their customers as they grow. You can build your future with them at PI Roofing Home Solutions. Uh, the Career Opportunities in the Commercial Roofing and Service Division, uh, the Residential Roofing and Service Division, and the Home Solutions Division. So if you want to find out how you can climb the ladder of success with PI Roofing, you apply at piroofing.com or just call 501-707-3551. That's 501-707-3551. All right, State Representative Stephen Meeks is here. Shelley is here as well from uh, for the Women's Power Panel. Uh, we've only got her here today, but that's okay. <laughs> she's got a lot of power. Just telling you, she's got a lot of power. Keeping us on the straight and, and keeps us keeps us paying up, yeah, <laughs> watching what we're doing. Yep. All right, so we talked about this whole thing about uh, putting these... Uh, pieces of size of rice that are like an rf card so that they can read your information Mm -hmm. are they do you know if they're working at putting more than just uh banking information on it are they looking for hospitals you know putting putting these are all the medicines that you take this is the you know the kind of treatment you're undergoing
5: and stuff sky's the limit with that kind of stuff and of course the more the technology develops the more they'll be able to put on there um like we were just talking about during the commercial break um you know these things might only be able to hold one meg which doesn't sound like a whole lot these days but you can put a lot of information in one megabyte worth of memory um and you know, it's like any other technology. There's there's a lot of good, positive things that can come from it. You can have your medical information on there. You know, your driver's license could be on there. Your um, credit card information can be on there. Makes uh, make ID th- uh, theft a whole lot more difficult. Uh, if you've got a loved one who's got uh, medical wow. ailments, um, you know, you get pulled over by the police officer and he can scan your id and, and you don't have to worry about carrying driver's license around uh, a lot of positive there but we can all imagine the news are always negative oh yeah yeah we can all 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 go down that dark path all in the two, the not brother. everywhere you
3: go is gonna have yep. the technology to read that, read that so they're yep. gonna need
1: you know uh, here's needed. the key don't don't become a luddite just because somebody you know misuses the technology Yep. I can tell you right now, I would always put it, if I did this, I'd put it in my left hand mm-hmm. so I n- never, when I shook somebody's hand, they couldn't uh, have some yeah. device to right. read it. Right. I mean, that all, that just went through my head immediately mm-hmm. when we started talking about yeah. this. So you're going, your, your goal is to get ahead of this right. and fashion
5: some forms of of law to protect consumers right right to uh, protect not only consumers but also to uh, protect workers workers, um, citizens that you can't uh, be forced to take this business owners as well right right. yeah Um, you know It can even go down to the prison level. I mean, instead of having uh, prisoners with those ankle bracelets, imagine, well, well, if the state wants to start implanting prisoners with that. uh, Can they uh, force them to do it? Can they force them to do it? Uh, And as of right now, there's no answer to that question. So I want to put it in law that says that you cannot be forced to uh, take this. Um, If your employer uh, voluntarily offers this, you accept it, and there is a... uh, health issue that occurs from that and then your employer's got to pay for that and then when you're terminated then you have a choice you can either allow your employer to pay to have that removed or if you're willing to assume the responsibility then you take it from there on out because it's not i don't believe it's fair to the employer to you know joe smith got implanted 20 years ago and now he's having problems and now he's going to come back to the employer um and uh the other thing I'm going to start looking at, too, is some health companies are offering um, where if you wear the Fitbit trackers so they can see how much exercise you're getting, sleep and things like that, that you can get d- discounts on your health insurance. Well, we could all see a future where suddenly now that's also starting to they be They already do that with us. Yeah. I mean, I am hooked up on
1: my with my phone. Mm-hmm. counts the steps I take. All right. And it reports that.
3: Oh, in order to get discount yeah how right. much are
1: you working out the only thing I don't like about it it can't it can't measure if I'm lifting right, right. you know I you know i and then I, it says well, if you work out at a at a gym, Dave, you mm-hmm. can just have the gym it, except they came back to me and said, we don't have your gym in our files right. well if that doesn't help me, you right. should have to yeah. have that yeah because yeah. right. you're screwing me now yeah you know, I, I don't I don't care about I I don't like that at all. So now you tell
5: me uh, about broadband. How are we on broadband? Um not as well as we would like, obviously. Um, let me give you some statistics. The um, uh, Once a year, the Department of Information Services puts out a broadband report to uh, give us a snapshot about where we're at in uh, Arkansas. Okay. Uh, progress is definitely being made. Um, our schools, for example, are all connected to broadband, so we're one of the top 10 states in the country as far as broadband to our schools. So now the challenge is getting it out to our citizens. And uh, by the way, if anybody wants to read this report, it's, uh, I don't know, about a th- Thirty-page report. Um, I've got a link to it on my website, StephenMeeks.org. If you go there, you'll see uh, the link there, and you can download the PDF. But uh, just some basic facts: um, There's about 127 internet providers within the state. You know, most of us think of the AT&T and Comcast of the world, but there's a lot of small mom and mom and pop places in the in the state. Um, out of the three million Arkansans, there are about six hundred thousand without access to a wired connection capable of the FCC standard, and the current standard is twenty-five down three up so if you think three million six hundred thousand out of three million um, that's one-fifth of our state's population doesn't have access to to that uh, capability um, there are uh, 600,000 are Kansas that have access to only one provider and there are currently 200,000 without access to any wired provider so if you're in that situation, you have two choice. well, three. Some people are still on dial-up. Um, you either go to satellite... Wait, wait. No. Right, yeah, there's Ex- people still on say dial-up. Say that. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I didn't
3: even know that existed. I mean,
1: there's some people that they they log on and goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god!
3: From, from what a I, meme I understand, on yes. about that the other day. Yeah, that, that's like become, a throwback.
5: Yeah, that's becoming obsolete. But evidently, <laughs> there are still a few that. Wow. That, that, that's, my grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but out of, so I mean, there's two hundred thousand Arkansans, and I mean, you've got a choice: you either do dial up, you do um satellite, or you also do or wireless. Uh, wireless is becoming more more prevalent. Um, uh, uh, like I said, about 80% evidently have access to the um, 25, uh, but there's issues not only, you know, most of us think of the rural area being the problem, but there's evidently some urban areas that also, there's actually rural areas of Arkansas that have access to one gig uh, out in, yeah up in the Ozarks, that because they've got a small mom, That's uh, where mom I'm yeah and they've got access to one gig. Now, I'm north-central Faulkner County, the best I can get from Windstream is 1.5 and so i went to a wireless solution from computer works out of conway and i can get 12 uh, from them um, but which kind of leads to my next point some of no, these hold your part okay
1: all right or you hold your point okay we'll come back talk more about this broadband it will change the state as we know it if the majority of people yeah. have broadband we can talk mm-hmm. about that more when we come back Shelley's here with me and our special guest is state representative stephen meeks Coming up in the next hour, state uh, representative, hopefully going to be state senator, Kim Hammer, when we return on the Dave Ellswick Show. Coming back, our final segment uh, for this hour with uh, state representative uh, Stephen Meeks. I want to remind you about Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. Want to save about 50% on auto parts? Get it from Sunny's, where they have those well-maintained total loss vehicles. You know, it's been in a wreck. It can't be driven anymore, but the parts that are still on it may still be good. There might be good transmissions, motors, even uh, things for uh, tail lights, headlights. You name it. You know, it can be something that you can reuse in uh, your car. I mean, i've I've gotten a tail light from uh, RD over at Sunday's Auto Salvage. I I got myself a uh, rear window, uh, wiper that I needed for my SUV, uh, for my 2009 Corolla, I got a transmission and a motor and, uh, all of everything I bought. It's got a three year parts and labor, unlimited mileage warranty on it, which means I don't have to worry about nothing uh, as far as that motor in that transmission goes. And of course I've got, you know, 250,000 on the Corolla, I've got nearly 300,000 on my SUV, so it uh, makes sense to me to, to use uh, these uh, recycled auto parts. And if Sunny's doesn't have it, they're hooked up by computer to thousands of other salvage yards all over the United States. Uh, they can get the part for you, have it shipped in, and uh, you can get the same warranties that I've talked about from uh, Sonny's. Again, all you have to do is call them, 982-7451. Nine eight two seventy four fifty one. Save yourself some money. I'm telling you, I got a transmission and a motor. Uh that got uh three years parts and labor and unlimited mileage for under uh a little under twenty three hundred dollars. That's a steal. Just letting you know. Just a steal. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go back uh talk to the state rep. You were gonna there was another point that you were getting ready to make when I so rudely interrupted you. Right.
5: Um what I, <laughs> Uh, What I was about to say was, uh, you know, on the map, if you look at, like, where I'm at in north central Faulkner County, um, the FCC says that all of Faulkner County has access to 25-3 broadband because a lot of people in that census block do, but it doesn't mean all the people do. And so some of these numbers I uh, read off may not be fully accurate because it's – it's They're close. They're ballpark. Yeah, they're, they're ballpark. Yeah. So so take those with a grain of salt. Uh, if you live in one of these areas and don't have access to broadband. Uh, so what is being done to try to improve broadband within uh, the state of Arkansas? The uh, federal government uh, a couple of years ago initiated the Connect America Fund Phase Number 2. It's a five-year program, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars coming to the state, um, and that has started. It was kind of slowly kind of getting going uh, last year, but it should be picking up steam. And at the end of it, the, su- supposedly, the majority of Arkansans should have access to a wired uh, access to broadband
1: okay now Uh, you're the guy that's been working on this yes i mean you're the number you're the point person basically so with all of this money that the federal Mm -hmm. government's spreading out all Mm -hmm. over the united states you know uh, Stephen, you you know how i feel about government money there's all kinds of strings attached right are you are you seeing any strings attached to this stuff
5: um there there are certain strings attached to this money it has to be used in areas where there is no um The FCC defined broadband available. So it's not going to be used to compete against another competitor who's already uh, making those speeds available in that area. Uh, And it has to be. That's good. Yeah. And it has to be in rural census blocks. And so it's being driven to make sure it's being used where it's supposed to be used um one of the other things that we're looking at uh here on the state level is in the rural area you know the challenges with the rural areas is making a business case to go into an area um you know if there's a subdivision with 300 homes you can make a business case to spend all the money to run your lines and wires in there but just like with electricity and with the telephone if you're trying to serve you know the farmer who's three miles down on a dead-end road it becomes extremely difficult to make the case to go down there with with broadband. Uh, Of course, I'm using an extreme there. sure. But even though it's very expensive to go down that farmer's road, if that's where Grandma lives and you live in downtown Little Rock, you still want to be able to pick up the phone and be able to call Grandma, you know, who lives on the farm down that road. And uh, so the challenge is how do we – because the state, we don't want to get into the broadband business. The government's too big. So how do we partner with – Uh, the providers in order to help them to get that last mile Uh, and that's obviously the most expensive miles in a lot of cases and it also depends on the soil type if you're digging through the sands out in the delta that's not too bad Uh, at the same time if you're digging through rock in the ozark that gets a lot more expensive yeah if you're up there where shelly lives up in mountain view it can be thousands of dollars yeah per per mile and uh, so the program that we're looking at implementing here is something called a reverse auction Um, The idea behind it is basically uh, fairly simple. Um, Let's say that uh, both of you are providers, and you come to me and you say, okay, I can add 100 customers. Um, It's going to cost $100,000 to go into that area. Uh, I can put $70,000 on the table, so all I need is $30,000 to make the business case to go in there. She comes to me, same situation. Um, And whether it's $120,000 to go in that area, or maybe she can only bring $30,000 to the table, the amount she needs to make the business case is, say, forty fifty thousand dollars $50,000. we are going to go with the cheaper one first. So the idea is that you get the low-hanging fruit first, and then as you get that taken care of, then you get to the more expensive, harder-to-reach projects.
3: So, okay, so I just cleared up. So, okay, because you, you can do wireless internet. Mm-hmm. You can do um, wireless satellite, wire, you can or, or, satellite. So broadband is strictly wires, which the only question I have is, like, isn't that kind of going back in time
5: um, to – no, oh, so let's let's, okay. let's let's go over these. Um, so you have wired, so that's basically fiber optic. Uh-huh. Um, you can also do some copper uh, short distances, but primarily long distances, high speed. You need you need fiber. Once that's in the ground, and that's broadband. Yeah. Okay. Well, well broadband or- just defines the speed.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so, so
5: there's definitely there's different. Mechanisms to get that speed. So there. Does it doesn't so matter if you're using satellite,
3: yeah. uh, okay, yeah. now, wireless uh, or not, okay. Yeah,
5: the problem with satellites is the the geosynchronous satellites that you'll have through like HughesNet, tv so forth. The problem is those satellites are in geosynchronous orbit, which is 25,000 miles out. So from your house, that signal has to go 25,000 out to a yeah. satellite, 25 back to the ground receiving station. Delay. Delay, yeah. go wherever it's supposed to go, and then come back and make that 50,000-mile hop again. No yeah. gaming. Yeah.
3: Oh, wow. So yeah. it's
5: 100,000 miles easily a round-trip, and yeah. you create those delays. Now, uh, Elon Musk and there's two or three other companies that are looking at deploying satellites into low-Earth orbit that are only up 200 miles, and, which you know, would Zuckerberg allow that. talking yeah. about that. Um, the, the challenge there is, you know, when you're out at geosynchronous orbit, you can see half the planet and uh, of course if you're on one of those you're sharing your signal with thousands of other internet subscribers what they're talking about in low earth orbit that footprint's only maybe 100 200 300 miles wide Mm -hmm. and so you need a lot more of them and Mm -hmm. i've I've seen talk on order of three four thousand satellites in orbit in order to make that network work Um, but if they can get that going and they're talking about within the next five years making that available well then that could solve it's a, game a lot changer. Of this. it's a game changer for a lot of this um, but that's still in development so who knows what if that technology but we're trying to make sure we stay technology neutral because you're right that five years from now what we're doing today is going to be obsolete all right
1: two minutes left what do you see happening in 2019 at state legislature as far as the uh, general session
5: um uh, i'm obviously going to be continuing my work on uh these things with the the thing we talked about uh, i'm also going to be reintroducing the uh requirement for high schoolers for the constitution like i did that that failed mm-hmm. we're going to take another shot at that um I, we're going to hopefully get something from the tax reform task force so we can see some changes there and you know the governor's initiative to reduce cabinet level uh, by half well wouldn't that be great to see so i'm gonna you know keep my eyes open and see what easier to with work at. with fewer departments yeah. huh yeah well one of the biggest challenges you have as a legislature legislator is you can't know it all there's just government's way too big and too complex and that's why you know you've got to pick your area of specialties you know like i do communic- communications technology energy uh and education and healthcare and stuff i've got to leave that to you know guys you know like my brother and kim hammer that I know and can trust, and got to follow their lead on that. because. It okay. just, but, so. Makes sense.
1: Yep. Uh, All right, so we need to get you back on sometime between now and the end of the year for sure, talk a little bit, bit more about how we make sure that broadband uh, can uh, cover most of the state of Arkansas, because yep. it's a game changer for is. business.
5: Yep, well, business and home, education, you name it.
4: All
1: right. Go deliver pizza.
5: Sounds good. All right. Good to <laughs> good have you with us. Have yeah,
1: Stephen is with us. Yeah, he could have brought one. We'll ask him to do that next time. Shelley and I will be back. State Representative Kim Hammer will be our special guest. Ethics is up next on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, 4 o'clock hour. Some of you are heading home. You, you, have you gotten your rhythm back yet? I have not gotten my rhythm back other than that the rhythm of doing a show is... I still feel like it's Monday. I feel like I just had the weekend, and now I'm back at work again, and that, that's really thrown things off. So I went over to BJ's and had lunch today, and I forgot Thursdays they have uh, chicken and dumplings, and so I had that. and I had sliced tomatoes, and if you haven't had the sliced tomatoes at BJ's here recently, need to go have some it's because mail. No, it's uh, BJ's Uh-oh. is right over uh, off of um, over in North Little Rock. Oh, okay. Uh, and great place to eat. And uh, last but not least, some watermelon. <laughs> I cannot miss watermelon. I love, I love watermelon. watermelon. Uh, I'm surprised that, really, to be honest with you, that I had the tomatoes because they also had cantaloupe. So I could have had cantaloupe and watermelon, watermelon. but I didn't do that. <laughs> so it's the way it goes. All right, so sitting in the studio with us is a a good friend of the show. I consider him a good friend outside of politics as well, but he is a state representative. He has done a yeoman's task uh, since he's been elected, and his name is Kim Hammer. Uh, He is running, uh, just so you'll know, he's running for uh, the Senate, state Senate, and he's running for Jeremy Hutchinson's old seat uh, in the Saline County area. So with that all said, and... Bringing us, bringing him here into our uh, our studio, I wanted to talk to him first and foremost about uh, ethics, because Lord knows, here in the last few uh, months here in the state of Arkansas, we've had some problems with ethics. Now I think we got five state representatives or senators uh, that have gotten themselves in serious trouble with gift money, and with all the money coming in from uh arkansas works i mean there is a ton of money coming in from the federal government for that uh there are people who want to advance their causes and are offering money to do that you know kim i'll I'll let you deal with this because if a person is not does not have principles it is hard to get them not to take a bribe would you agree with that
6: Definitely agree to it. If you, you know, what regardless of whatever the law says, I think there's a higher law that we need to you know live our lives by and be guided by, and you know, of course, that's the law of God. And with regards, you know, with regards to that, if if you are willing to be obedient to the principles and standards, you know, I think that the Lord lays down, uh, then a lot of these other discussions would be wouldn't be taking place um that's not to sound pious or hypocritical because you know but by the grace of god there go i or let him without sin cast the first stone all those important principles and everything uh but but the reality is you know let all your actions be done as though you're going to answer to the lord because you are going to answer to the lord sooner or later you know we all get called up well we all
1: hope it's later but there's no guarantee
6: well personally sooner is fine with me i've lived long enough in this world that it be fine with me we just all got raptured out you know that's and, true, and yeah. uh you know i take my family my kids with me and those that don't know the lord will have to deal with it and that's not going to be a good day but yeah you know that's just uh, that's just perspective
1: so now, and, and there's other ways that you can be unethical for instance if you hadn't heard uh epa uh secretary pruitt uh resigned today as head of the EPA, and I guess the, the straw that broke the camel's back is it came out of one of the meetings with his staff that he was asking for them to f- help find his wife a $200,000-a-year a job. You can't do that. He knows that. He's not stupid. And But that just shows, are you or are you not ethical?
6: Well, you know, ethics is something that needs to be, deeply seated in your house or in in your heart and in your house for that matter too Uh, but i I think that when you look back over the history of the last 20 30 years and the direction that our country has gone in what used to be unacceptable now is becoming acceptable and if you get caught instead of accepting responsibility for your actions you know you try to rationalize your way out of it or justify your way out of it and And that plea plea deal yourself down right and that and That is the emotional, or that is that is the uh, the emotional. But it's also, uh, I think, the cancer that's eating us up as a nation and eating us up as a society is that we've lost our boundaries as far as what is right, what is wrong, and and given the fact that our society has gotten itself in the position that it's in, uh, you know, and everybody doing that which is right in their own eyes. Hey, if I can do it and get away with it, and I know I'm not going to be held accountable for it you know the the fear factor is totally gone and i think that that's what drives a lot of this is there's no fear for consequences plus there's no shame or there's no embarrassment because we've minimized it so much or it's become so acceptable uh that for a person to feel shameful or embarrassed for their action is not even in their thought processes when they do things that they know or should know aren't right
1: yeah i had the governor on a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about this and uh, what we're seeing right now—the the thing with uh, Woods and McNeil and uh, f- folks over in Fort Smith and whatnot—evidently a lot of that started back around 2012, it, and now we're seeing it. It's 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 come out. Do you think that there's more to come out, Kim? Is, is,
6: do you do you have a bad feeling about this? i don't know if i have a bad feeling but given the magnitude of which you know these occurrences have happened and then you put the national level on top of that just like what you referenced a minute ago uh, i think and, and it's a terrible state of mind to be in but i think you wake up each day with a little bit of the attitude of well i'm not going to be surprised today if mm-hmm. and then that that's that's really not a good way to live with that kind of a mindset but unfortunately given the magnitude and the repetition of which these things have happened uh, i think that's where people have uh started drifting toward is well i wonder who's going to be next and, and that's unfortunate where's the shoe drop next yeah, yeah where where's the shoe drop next um and, and that's unfortunate but that's that's the reality of where we are and then you know as a result of that trust starts getting eroded um and then all of a sudden everybody's baby's going to be thrown out with the wash you know because all of a sudden now we're all guilty because it seems like every sooner often than later uh you know things are coming out about people and their actions and their decisions and their choices and so now all of a sudden everybody in the political world is guilty and that's a that's a sad state of existence yeah i mean you
3: have a lot of false accusations too that come across uh the bow with some of these represent not just Arkansas, but you know national level you see it um quite a bit where you know it, it turns out in the end that you know it wasn't so much what they made it out to be too so you, got you know, put I on thought
1: top of the governor brought that up when he talked about the former governor of alaska where he was being he was brought under
0: uh,
1: investigation and uh he was found guilty if i'm not mistaken and then it came out that the doj had targeted him and made up a lot of mm-hmm. the stuff and then didn't he go to jail and then ended up being released i'm sorry say so the, the 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 governor of alaska a few years back he was targeted i mean he was found guilty and then they found out a lot of the evidence had been manufactured uh and we're seeing some of that again now yeah. i think against trump uh, sure. to be honest yeah. with you
6: well, and, you know, if you – again, when you get in the state that we're in, the, the old principles, the the old standards that we thought would never be eroded with time are being eroded, such as, uh, you know, you're innocent till you're proven guilty. Now everybody's guilty, mm-hmm. and you've got to prove your innocence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you live a life above reproach, of which we're all subject to failure, uh, you know, because temptation's on every corner, I, I get that. But at the same time, you know, the fact that we are all guilty until we prove you're innocent makes the job a lot more difficult. One thing I I think maybe over time may happen is you're going to, you know, you got to look at the quality of the candidates that are going to be running, too. Now, if you're not doing anything wrong, you shouldn't be, you know, afraid for anybody to ask you any question and be ready to give, you know, an answer for what you believe and what you're doing. You know, we shouldn't live under that fear factor but when it comes to the quality of candidates you got to ask yourself a question how many people are really willing to subject themselves to what you're going to be subjected to when you run for office <coughs> because of the actions of other though we are all somewhat guilty and how far do you go back
1: i mean i look i've got things in my life that i'm not proud of thank god to be honest while i was in college there's no such thing as the internet and and smartphones because if there were People might not
6: look at me uh, the way that I hope they look at me and and part of what young people need to realize today uh, is it is always that, out there now it's mm-hmm. always out there and and you know to quote the biblical passage your sins will find you out mm-hmm. um, now there are things that I think we do you know when we're younger that aren't necessarily unethical they're not necessarily immoral they're not necessarily criminal they're just stupid mistakes yeah. And and yet, in the discussion of everything, now everything gets turned into the same, especially if it can be political ammunition to be used against you. Give you a good
1: example of that. Crawford, who is now, um, of course, a congressman from Arkansas. You remember where they went after him about he took bankruptcy?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: <coughs> that happened a long time ago, and he had rectified it.
3: Mm-hmm. I do. I remember that.
6: But they tried to use it
1: as
3: yeah. a methodology yeah, they tried to, see to destroy anything, it. everything.
6: Right. Yeah. Which just means every. And you know when it when it comes to, you know that subject matter, um, there, when it when it comes to that subject matter, you know that is that is something that happened a long time ago in his past, and it was I, I don't know the details. Doesn't matter. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, it's in his past. He rectified it. He made it right. But people have trouble. Now, if you're if you're if you're looking for political ammunition, you're going to spin that any yep. way you can,
4: mm-hmm. and,
6: and I think that's part of the contributing factor too. Is that uh, people don't want to spin it if it's the truth; they want to spin it in order to put the most negative light on you. I agree. Kim Hammer is our guest, state representative. You got a question? Eight
1: two three zero nine six five. You can talk to him, be part of the conversation. I want you not to. Forget about Holland Bottom Farm. They're out on three twenty one in Cabot. If you're coming from uh, Little Rock, take sixty seven one sixty seven through the Quarter of Death, and take that first exit <laughs> at, uh, at Cabot, yeah, yeah. and I go out. Other yeah, there. you got to go out on three twenty one. You go over the bridge uh, out there, and on your right hand side, you're going to find uh, Holland Bottom Farm. Right now, they've got blueberries. They got blackberries. They have red and green tomatoes, heirloom Cherokee purple tomatoes. I had a few of those. Squash, zucchini, bell peppers, jalapenos, sweet banana peppers, red and yellow onions, green beans, new potatoes, watermelon, cantaloupe. (laughs) Just about name it. They've got corn on the cob. Uh, You want fresh vegetables? You want fresh fruit? You can get it at Holland Bottom Farms. Fresh from the farm to your table. That's what they do out at Holland Bottom Farms, Highway 321 in Cabot. Okay, come back here with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. You need a charger over there, sir. Let me pass it over. I think underneath you might be able to find a plug. Go ahead and plug yourself in. And See a plug over there behind you in the wall? You see one? <laughs> he might have ripped his head coverage. off. He had his headphones on. He's looking for a wall plug. We don't see one yet. One We're looking for. No. There's not no. one behind no. Sarah. There's one over the wall over here. Oh, I see one over here. Over here by Ronald Reagan. <laughs> you know that Ronald Reagan would have a charger. <laughs> there you go.
3: turned yeah. the heat on. I was starting to get cold. Now it's warmer. I mean, I no,
1: I didn't turn on to heat me. That ain't going to happen. It almost feels like there's. It feels it. You know, I'm. I get here. I get myself good and frozen, so when I walk outside, it takes a while yeah. for me to thaw out. This was so good. That way, good. I, think that that way I can cool. stay nice and nice and warm, or nice and uh, cool Thank when I get so outside again. I drink. Yeah. I want to let you know, the state representative, full disclosure here, he brought us in frozen lemonades from uh, Chick-fil-A, the holy bird. Diet. You know, diet, even. So that, good. be able to say. All right, so... Kim, let me ask this question because I I think there's some validity to what I'm going to say here. 2012 is when Obamacare really got underway, and the money was coming in from the federal government into the state uh, to help pay for all of this, uh, all of this, uh, uh, quote, free health care that was going to be given to people. Well, there, with, when, whenever there's a whole lot of money coming in, graft is going to raise its ugly head. With that uh, thought, do you think that that helped perpetuate some of the the things we're hearing about people taking bribes, people doing this, people doing that? Is it whenever you have a lot of money, people that, as you said, have propensity not to have a lot of principle, or willing to try to take their
6: piece of it. The uh, I think you have to split in two categories. Number one, a lot of money, as in the general improvement funds, because some of the actions that have occurred are directly attributed to you know, general Woods, improvement Woods funds.
1: And and, and Mike O'Neill,
6: right. So that is that is one pot of money, and you know to. Uh, the governor's credit and the legislative branch's credit. I think we've worked together and identified that that was you know a bad arrangement, and that we have now you know done away with that and redirected it so that money is you know not as easily accessible, more transparent. And I, I think that was a reaction uh, that was created because uh, of a couple people's actions. That uh, yes, they you know they did some things that were illegal and have been held accountable for their actions the other side of the coin is when you look at some of the you know other and you look at some of the lobbyists that have been uh, convicted i think you could say that because of a large influx of money into the state it created opportunities um you know through the medicaid funding and some of the other funding sources uh that created that that money which turned into temptation and and people yielded to that temptation so two separate pots of money but yes gif was one We've dealt with that, and you've got the money coming in from Obamacare into the state, and and that was, you know, an avenue. But at the end of the day, regardless of where the pot of money comes from, it comes down to an individual's uh, standard of ethics and standard of willingness to be accountable and be transparent with what, what they're doing. So it, it boils back to where we started the conversation, that is what's in your heart and what's your buying price. You know, what can you be bought for? Some people would be bought for less, and some people bought for more. Uh, But if you're not up for sale, it doesn't matter.
1: All right. So uh, let's go back a couple of years. And that would have been in 20, what, 15 was the last general session or was it 16? 17. Okay, 17. (laughs) All right, 2017. And some of you were getting concerned about all of the money that was floating in from Obamacare, basically. You came up with a piece of legislation about conflict of interest. Uh, State Senator Brian King, State Senator Linda Collins-Smith, excuse me, came up with pieces of legislation about conflict of interest. All three of those pieces of legislation were defeated uh, during the session, I have the funny feeling we're going to see more legislation in the next session dealing with the specific issue of conflict of interest. Uh, did it take this, uh, the, these? and I got a minute here, so I'll finish up the question, and it's going to give you a few minutes to think about an answer. And that has to be uh, with that thought. And now what has happened is the Senate in the House ready to grab the bull by the horns and take care of this situation. So our guest is State Representative Kim Hammer. Uh, when he would come back, we'll see what he has to say about that. Something tells me there's going to be some quick and serious moves uh, towards dealing with this. I mean, the the, head, the heads of the Senate already have met and have come up with some new rules, but I think it is isn't rules that we need. I think it's laws that we need, and we need laws that have teeth in them. So let's talk about that when we continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Time for the news. Let's find out what's happening. All right, hey, don't forget about what's happening at Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. They're tearing down the old building. They're building a state-of-the-art facility with the latest technology. Uh, that's the one that's located on 12th street in little rock built in the 80s now ready to be moved into the 21st century the building itself was built in the late 1800s i mean it was absolutely amazing how uh, I, i'm surprised they didn't tear it down that's not it wasn't a historical building to be honest uh with you but yeah they're tearing down a good two-thirds of the building and making it a state-of-the-art facility. New gate room is going to be added. Large new waiting room, a a special section for mastectomy patients so they'll have privacy and comfort while they're being fitted. New technology down in the basement where they make all their prosthetics and orthotics. Uh, A new machine, a 3D printer, and here in the near future, instead of having to do casts and... And, and all kinds of things to make these prosthetics, this machine will literally print them. They'll take a, a device that will scan uh, the stump or the place where the amputation took place, make a, a absolutely perfect copy of that, put it into the computer, push two buttons, and Gary Horton, the owner, told me this. They pushed two buttons, and it will print an absolutely perfect prosthetic for a person who needs like a leg or a hand or a foot or whatever it is that they need. Uh, it will fit them exactly uh, perfectly so they get the, 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 the major mobility back that they're looking for. It's, it, it's done this way because Hortons, their patients are their number one concern and they take great care of them. They have relationships with them for years. I met people uh, a few weeks ago that were there to celebrate this new state-of-the-art facility they're building that Horton's has been treating for over 20 years. Remember, there's six locations now with the new updated facility. They're in Little Rock. There's also North Little Rock, Bryant, Conway, Fort Smith, and Searcy. It's Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics providing a lifetime of support. All right, back to our special guest, who's in the studio with us. That is State Representative Kim Hammer. Uh, Shelley is with us as well, part of the women's uh, power panel. She sits in today as well, asking questions. And I'm going to come back, Kim, and let's go back to that question I left with you, Kim, and that is: with all, uh, you know, you got all that uh, that money that's out there that we've seen uh, people. Uh, misusing gift money and, and and the legislature dealt with that now you got all this other money in from obamacare or arkansas works whatever you want to call it and the bottom line is we've had some bad things come out of that and you had a piece of legislation about conflict of interest that was shot down linda collins smith uh state uh, senator had a piece of Legislation that was shot down. Brian King had a piece of legislation that was shot down. I'm sure, you know, I know you're going to rerun your piece of legislation, uh, this time hopefully as an elected senator. Uh, do you think that the legislature will look at this legislation, proposed legislation, differently
6: two years later now that all of this other stuff has happened? I think there's a different set of glasses on looking through a different set of lenses this time than last time because we've got some, you know, actual experience and actual examples of uh, cases where, um, you know, if if key pieces of legislation would have been in place, would it have stopped anybody from doing what they did? Uh, that goes back to where we started the hour earlier, and that is that's, that's within a person's heart to determine that. Uh, but it, what it would do is raise a higher level of accountability and transparency so that if a piece of legislation was being filed or as it's being filed, there would be some requirements to put in place in order to, you know, identify conflicts of interest. I know, you know, Senator-elect Mark Johnson, uh, he, you know, is uh, looking at ethics as being, you know, some of his uh, key pieces his of legislation. His number one piece that is, he was running on. That's right. And, and what's good is, I think – you get uh, somebody like Mark Johnson that's coming in that's brand new, and he's going to put a fresh set of eyes on it. And he's, you know, he just recently got elected. He he got elected strong, and I think he represents, you know, what are the interests of the people and what the people are saying is we want the house cleaned up, we want the senate cleaned up, we want we want our representation cleaned up. And you know, Mark is going to be coming in with that fresh set of eyes and that new look and no. Uh, previous experience of successes or failures and I I think that's going to be good because he'll he'll come in hitting the ground running now when I talked to the governor I asked him if he thought that
1: if somebody was found guilty of taking bribes or uh, you know whatever that uh, if they were found guilty of the charges uh, should they lose their ability to take uh, uh, you know uh, retirement money Uh, as a elected senator elected state rep i think you guys got to serve what about 10 years to
6: be able to get that you got to be vested with state 10 years and and i don't have a problem with that because we are there at the will of the people servants to the people and if you violate the trust of the people that have put you up there then i think everything is on the table for discussion what you ought to lose because go back to what i said earlier in the program if if you lo- if you remove the fear of being accountable for your actions you become bolder in your inappropriate actions and if there are consequences tied into your long-term financial interest because what have you done you financially have been irresponsible or illegal with your with the taxpayer's money so why should we you know why should we subsidize you the rest of your life and reward you know evil with good and so Me personally, I I don't have a problem with uh, you. You get stripped of everything.
1: Now the governor felt that there definitely needed to be some sharp, sharp teeth in the legislation that you all pass. Right now, I don't think that that's the case. I think what we got is a whole lot of legislation that just tries to gum people to death.
6: Well, you take a look at you know, and I think maybe we referenced this before, but I don't want to be. I don't want to be state number forty nine when it comes to ethics law. I want to be state number one. And right now we're not we're not there. We've got it we've got to look at what else is being done in other states and model what we're doing in the future. But you know, there's two different there's two different approaches to this. You got the rules that govern the House and govern the Senate, that's one thing. But then you got the laws that govern both the House and the Senate that's exactly and the administrative right. branch and, and everybody else at the local level and up. Um, You get good enough laws on the book that is going to hold everybody accountable, then everything else ought to come in line with that because rules are one thing, and they're good, and we need them, okay? Laws are a different thing, and that's where you get people convicted. That's where you get, you know, jail time. That's where you lose your, you know, lose your state retirement. That's where you really... That's where
3: the teeth is. That's Uh, where the the teeth teeth are. are, That's right.
6: That's where the teeth are. And so you know hey if you if you're not doing anything wrong you don't have to worry about the dog biting you yeah absolutely
1: and and you should be worried about the dog biting you if you get caught doing something
6: wrong well and the spin off to all this too is you know then you start looking at at what people people's perception of the of the body as a whole and they don't look at the good that's being done they don't look at the people that are you know doing what they're supposed to be doing now all of a sudden all the focus becomes on the on the few that have made it difficult on everybody else and then you start talking about you know uh you know whether it be term limits or you start talking about other spinoff effects that have come into the conversation because of the actions of a few but but everybody's going to be held you know held to a price now i think there's a set of standards that everybody needs to be held to uh but when you when you start looking at the consequences of actions it, we, we all get we all get a little mud on us because of the action of a few i,
3: I agree with that with the exception and you're a good example um where far as like when the certain representatives or senators stand up against the wrongdoing speak out about it in public and to their constituents to the news to the you know newspaper whatever like you are making your voice heard uh then then you get a lot of support you know from i mean you just being on here today i'm sure i've gotten a whole lot of support just today from people because you are standing up against the 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 misuse of you know all the the alleged criminal actions and and some of the the ones that have been convicted so far and misusing the people's money of Arkansas. And so, in a way, I think there, it also is an opportunity for the good guys to get, as long as they stand up and say something versus just sit back and be quiet, you know, not make a stink about it. But
6: Well, the only thing, maybe that's too strong. And, you know, if, if wrong occurs and wrong is not called to accountability, then those who remain silent and don't call accountability call to accountability those actions that have done wrong. We're no better.
3: Yeah, right. Yeah. And
6: and and I think that's where you know we need to band together and say this this has happened. And I mean, let's be honest; it's happened on some of our watches. Did we know what was going on? Did we, you know, were we aware of it? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, but now that it has become apparent, the responsibility becomes ours that we can either give it token attention or we can give it principled attention Mm -hmm. and, and reflect that in what is presented in the way of legislation from multiple people in order to address this so it won't happen on our watch again, but it certainly will make it harder to happen on somebody else's watch.
1: All right, let's get a break in. Final break for this hour. We'll return with the final segment with State Representative Kim Hammer on the dave ellswick show all right back with uh, kim hammer state representative down in the saline county area it's uh, about 10 minutes uh till five here on dave ellswick show so you're going to rerun what is it hb 1313 is that correct you if you're elected to the center uh senate it's going to be an sb
6: bill at that point correct that's correct it's been filed as an interim study it's got to be assigned to committee uh so we can have it on the table for discussion because i think that's one way that serves a benefit is get it on the table. Let everybody have a voice in the process. Give them three to four months to massage it out before the general session comes in nineteen. Um, you know, I'm certainly open to any ideas that would strengthen it, but I'm not open to any ideas that would weaken it. Um, and and so this process allows it to be assigned to committee so it can be discussed and and let everybody have a voice in you know in the discussion on it.
1: Now, last question I wanted here, and, and Shelley might have others, uh, and that is um, Senator Hindren, who will be the head of the Senate uh, starting in 2019. If you're all's votes follow up with what we figure they will, uh, has said that he now wants to do in the Senate what you guys have been doing in the House for quite a while, and that is stream you're all's meetings and stream uh, what's going on on the floor although that hasn't been clarified you know
6: completely do you think we should stream the meetings as well as streaming the floor votes well i think as long as a year ago on this program i told you i think that it all the meetings need to be live streamed i think the discussions in the chamber need to be live streamed Um, and i'm even open to the idea that when it comes to recording the vote in committee That we need to take a a look at that because that is going to be uncomfortable. That is that third one is going to be, you know, uncomfortable. But I think that given everything and the environment that's going on right now, that has happened. Yeah, people like to know why people are voting the way they're voting. Mm -hmm. That I, I I think that we cannot do anything that gives any impression to the public that we're not trying to be as open and transparent as we need to be, and we need to be able to defend our actions and. That includes the vote upon which we take action. But, you know, with the idea of streaming in the Senate, uh, I've said that as long as a year ago that that we need to, um, you know, we need to have that uh, because what's good on one end ought to be good on the other end. And that would just – and I mean it engages people. They get to hear the discussions, and maybe it would improve, you know, the understanding of someone that goes on that if they can hear the actual discussions and see the questions that are asked in committee, it just makes for a better educated public that want to be educated by by listening to those discussions what
1: do you think as far as you know in in the house or in the senate or whatever when we're looking at you know again we're talking about putting teeth in into uh, bills not into rules um, do you think that the the public now is sitting there and they're going to be watching you in 2019 And and it's gonna be again a Republican led House and Senate. They're gonna be you think they're gonna be watching you closely to to see what exactly
6: you're going to do about all of this? I hope they are. I hope they hold us accountable. I don't mind being held accountable and um I I think it's fair to be expected to be held accountable because that's what we're put up there to do. So I I fully expect I tell you what honestly, I think we as Republicans, I'm not gonna speak on the other side of the aisle, they can Take care of their uh but as republicans i think that we have to do some damage control i think that we have to step up and show that when one of our own does wrong that we just don't turn a blind eye to it exactly and that we hold ourselves to a higher standard because we need to set the standard we don't need to catch up with the standard we need to be the standard and until we do that uh then i think that you know i think that people aren't going to uh, place the trust in us that we have to have in order to be able to do our job and be looked upon as an institution of respect and if you don't if your actions don't demand respect you need to take a look at the actions that you're doing that why you're not being respected
1: let me, let me ask one last question something that you were talking about and that is that people would see exactly who voted for and against pieces of legislation in committee
6: and you said that could be a problem for some people why because and and i'm just you know it's the it's the great truth of the matter it's because sometimes in order to advance some legislation you know there are there are discussions that occur and it's the hundred thousand foot view not down in the trenches but i'll be honest with you dave you know i'm four terms in the house and i'm just at that point let's quit playing games let's just you got a reason why you're voting you got to be able to defend your reason. Mm-hmm. And if you can't defend your reason, maybe you need to go look back up and look and see maybe you what, should have voted differently. Might
3: change the way people vote. Well, it,
6: it would hold us it would Valleable. hold us accountable. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely going to hold us accountable and yeah, it's going to create some pressure. It's going to create some tension. It's going to create some <laughs> uh, some, you know, heated discussions perhaps, but at the end of the day, given where we are, the more we can do to be transparent and to restore and to build trust, it's going to help us all at the end of the day and make for a better process and a better institution, which makes for better laws and better guidance of government over the affairs of men. Okay. Shelly, anything you want to I
1: was to, bring to say,
3: in? you know, it's here in Arkansas, it's it's the uh, Arkansas Republicans that are making the Arkansas Republicans look bad, you know, and more than, than, than the other party. It's like taking yourself down. I mean, you, there's so many of them acting up and not – not being accountable and whatnot and yeah i just i really admire you for speaking out against it and especially this this whole thing of live streaming i heard that on paul harrell this Mm -hmm. morning yeah he was talking about that as well were you on paul harrell this morning it was not no okay well he was talking to somebody uh, they had douglas on i don't know uh, but yeah they were talking about this whole exactly like what you just talked about live streaming and all that and um yeah, I mean, I think that's great. I do.
1: Well, I've liked it since the house has been doing doing it. I like it as much when the senate starts doing it. Mm-hmm. And there's some meetings that the governor has that I think should oh, be streamed.
3: sure, yeah.
1: When they start talking about who gets what in what departments. Oh, yeah. And they start de- determining the money. Yeah. I think that we should have no those streamed as well. That would bring some clarity and Mm -hmm. some transparency to those discussions as well you can ask him that next time he's on. i will i will (laughs) bring it up you know me i'm not afraid to ask questions he's not afraid to have a question asked of him to be honest he's never a lot of people have sent me uh emails saying does the governor tell you what you can say and can't say i go no <laughs> he knows better than to do that, <laughs> and uh, he, you know, when he comes in, he comes in especially, uh, you know, knowing that I'm going to ask him questions that sometimes are rather pointed. Can I, I, I bring up one last thing uh, here, uh, Kim? That uh, you're like a sermon and the preacher. I know I one last point. But hey, <laughs> I'm, <ahead>. I'm <laughs> checking my watch. <laughs> right? Anyway, I'm, I'm just going to ask you about uh, about Mickey Gates. All right, he's in a in a serious serious bind right now. Uh I go by the whole thing of you know you're you're innocent until proven guilty, although he said that he didn't file. Does that not tell you guys that if he didn't file, he didn't file?
6: Should he be looked at differently now? Well, I think uh uh Speaker Shepherd, he's mm-hmm. now Speaker Shepherd, uh I think he did the right thing in that he, he took him, off the committees. He and took things. him all all the committees, took away all of his authority and everything. Uh, one of the difficult, painful things about living in America is you got to let the process work and uh, prove itself out. You know, whatever Mickey said about his actions is his to explain. Um, I, I do think that you know that creates some of the environment that we've been talking about on the show today. Right, and I think that's why we all need to you know uh, be sure that our lives are you know in line. Understanding we're going to stumble, we're going to fall. Uh, with regards, you know, to Mickey, I think that that. Uh, you know, if he he needs to get it worked out legally, he needs to get it worked out. Um, this is the
3: guy that didn't file taxes for that's five correct. years, right. right? Yeah, thirty yeah. Right.
6: seconds. Right. So so anyway, so let um, the process work out. The process. Yeah, the,
3: the, the priest there, right? The, he didn't file.
6: The process needs to work out. The process needs to be allowed to work. Um, but he is actually You know, he's accountable for his own actions, like I am mine and And we all need to stand accountable for what we do, and the public will decide whether it was a good thing or a bad thing. Say representative Kim
1: Hammer, thanks for the time. Shelley, thanks for coming in. We'll see you next Thursday. It's the Dave Ellswick show. I'll talk to you at two o'clock tomorrow